Hi, everybody. Welcome to Thin Gems Podcast and this show where we like to focus on a streaming service and what hidden gems you can find on that service. And we have a lot of fun. Hope you're all having a great December. And I am Phil Patricia Wagner and Ryan is here. Hey, Rachel. It's great to be back with you once again. Uh, how many Christmas movies deep are you in now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost at 100. This is so exciting. Wow. Yes. Have you, uh, <laughs> have you tapped out yet or can you? Uh <laughs> I'm still going. I'm still doing. <laughs> they haven't beaten me yet. <laughs> I admire your tenacity. <laughs> but I finished all of my Oscar screenings. That's that to me is the bigger accomplishment. That was, uh, you know, more work. <laughs> I, I know you've been having a very difficult time with the movies. <laughs> yeah, not many that I've loved. I I just of these sort of awards caliber films uh some I, I probably like i was looking at the afi uh best of the year list and i actually went fresh on seven out of ten of them but there just weren't that many that i like loved like uh, but yeah and uh but uh fortunately there you know there are some like i loved rr i loved avatar the way of water i loved the new pinocchio so there are there are some that i'm really enjoying so thankfully <laughs> yeah well my local theater finally just got the fablemans and uh it's a bit of a time crunch because i've got to uh watch several christmas movies still for my Christmania series and then by the time this drops the uh first uh episode of the series will have dropped uh my director series going into next year will be for m night Shyamalan and covering all of the movies of his i have yet to cover mm. so i've been I watched his first movie, Praying with Anger, and then literally just today I watched his uh, his movie, Wide Awake, which was uh, which which starred Rosie O'Donnell. And oh, I've never seen that. I I had such a hard time finding those two. I found Wide Awake on Hoopla, and I watched it there. But uh, Praying with Anger was on YouTube in pretty shoddy quality, but I did oh. find it and I did watch it. But uh, oh. I'm secretly looking forward to slash dreading the series just because of Shyamalan's track record. But thankfully, I've got uh, I've got a great guest coming on to review Last Airbender with me, and Jacob Martin's going to be talking about The Village with me. So I'm gonna have some help for this. <laughs> I'm glad you have some help with Airbender. Woo, that's oh, yeah. a rough set. It, it's especially nice because my guest is like the biggest Avatar: The Last Airbender fan I know. So we can oh, both raise it with the force of 2,000 suns <laughs> instead of 1,000 suns. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really good. I'll, I'll definitely listen to that. Uh, so, well, good. Why don't you tell our listeners what service we're talking about today? We're talking about Netflix. And really, this is like the... I feel like this service, when you mention streaming to something to someone, this is the service that immediately snaps into their head. If you yeah. really do think about it. Yeah. And I think because streaming has gotten so diversified and there's now, I think, things for pretty much any and all tastes and price range, Netflix maybe have to try a bit harder in order to get more stuff on there. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, no, they definitely have to. I mean, especially in their catalog. Uh, so like, because they, they relied a lot in the early days of things like Friends and and uh, and um, The Office, 
stuff like that. And now that's all gone. So they have to work harder. Yeah, absolutely. Losing the office is just going to crush them. And then they're losing Breaking Bad. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Which those two are just pretty big, pretty big forces uh, on that service. Yeah. Yeah. I think, especially when you think of streaming shows, the first thing you think about is Netflix as far as television, for sure. Right. And and they've still got some aces up their sleeves. They got Stranger Things still going on, which that's going to be wrapping up soon. Mm-hmm. They, they got the they, crown. They've been releasing some pretty good movies from what I hear, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, which I've yet to see, but I want to see. It looks so awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The They have uh, Richardson, which is a huge hit for them. Uh, there, there's there's a lot of really good shows. I loved Arcane. That was so good last year. I love Hilda. That's one of my favorites of recent years. So yeah, they they uh, they really are incredible. But we're not talking about those big hits this time. We're talking about hidden gems. <laughs> Getting a little off the beaten path. Yes, that's the whole idea here. <laughs> and uh, there's there's still a lot, uh, and maybe a few minor, maybe a little stretch for hidden gem, but. I, I'm going to make my case, but, uh, but why don't you give your first uh, choice? So my first choice is a movie from 1998 and it's one of my favorite action comedies ever. It is the first rush hour movie. Now I'll just get out in front of it and say that Brett Ratner directed this and he's things have been made and allegations have been made and I'm not going to recommend this for him. I'm recommending it because of Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan and how they just have electric chemistry together. I've been, I've, I've talked to some people who think that Chris Tucker is kind of annoying, which I mean, I can kind of understand, but he is so incredibly funny in, in this movie and just how the language barrier just like completely throws both of them off. And Jackie Chan's Jackie Chan. He does Jackie Chan things. There's a lot of fighting in this and it's all just a lot of fun and really that's the reason to watch this in case somehow you haven't there's so many fun sequences uh tom wilkinson is in there is the villain i won't go any further in case anyone has not seen it and overall this is just a movie that's a lot of fun and i will say there's some parts of it that have not aged the best but it's late 90s what you're gonna do yeah, I, he does kind of grate on me a little bit, Chris Tucker, in this movie. But uh, I do think they also have pretty fun chemistry and the the action is, is great. I mean, it's not, if you want to see peak Jackie Chan, you should watch something like Police Story or something like that from uh, uh, China. But nevertheless, it's still a lot of fun uh, and uh, some good set pieces. I remember when they're in that big building at the end. Where he and he uh he uses the um banners to get down from the uh, it's it's cool it's a cool scene <laughs> oh, yeah I can't it's, hear you. it's really intense that that last uh yeah 15, 20 minutes or so and and of course the classic yeah. do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth like that's just <laughs> great stuff and you know Earlier this year, I was watching Jackie Brown because that was one of the Quentin Tarantino movies I've never seen, and it's really good. 
but he's in there for maybe 20 minutes and he's really funny in that and i won't say what happens to him but he's really funny in there who's in that chris tucker he's in there literally like a couple scenes but he's oh i didn't know that no i didn't know either he's uh samuel l jackson's character's like associate Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know... Try to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. (laughs) Podcasts on yeah, podcast your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Yeah, he's also in uh, a Star Is Born. Yes, I did see that. That was mm-hmm. that was weird, but nice to see him getting surprising. The or wait, is it a Star Is Born or? I'm getting confused. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, sorry. No, he's also in uh, Silver Linings Playbook. That's the that's, one. Sorry. That's the one I was going to say. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I remember being really surprised because he wasn't like his normal sort of manic self in that. Yeah. 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 He was kind of normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, my first choice is a movie that I think has been unfairly maligned. Uh, it's the recent animated version of Christmas Carol called Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. And this is a cool, I think, take on the Christmas Carol story uh, where they make it a little bit fantastical. Uh, they really uh, go off of those elements and they have an incredible voice cast. Luke Evans, Olivia Coleman, Jesse Buckley, Johnny Flynn, the list goes on. Great cast, incredible singing. Uh, Jesse Buckley's songs in particular are so beautiful. I liked the animation. I thought it was beautiful and, and bright and fresh. And and uh, I, I thought that uh, it had kind of fun with the concept. You know, like Jacob Marley is sort of a robot ghost, which is I thought, fun. And so I don't know. I, I, I feel like people are being really harsh on it. Like so one person said that it was borderline unwatchable, which I just, I don't understand that. Like, I understand if you don't like it, but I don't really see how it's unwatchable, but I don't know, to each their own, I suppose. I really enjoyed it. I liked the songs. I liked the animation. I liked, of course, I liked the story. Uh, so I don't know. I think uh, I think people are being too hard on it, but I guess they like what they like. I remember a see. I was I remember pursuing pursuing perusing RogerEber.com, and that this movie has like a one out of four stars, and I was like, wow, that that's pretty low. 
Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of surprising sometimes, but I guess people probably feel that way about me and glass onion, which I thought was terrible. And, uh, and you know, people probably be like, Oh, that was too harsh, but that was how I felt. So like I said, teach their own, <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it. I thought this was good. Right. So yeah, I guess speaking of a Netflix movie, glass onion, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Did you see that? Glass Onion, yeah, my I took my dad to see it uh, on Black Friday. Oh. I'm beginning to think maybe I just don't love mysteries. I, no, no, I, I, I ever I, since ever since um uh, like I liked the first one, Knives Out. I thought that was fun. It was so self-contained, all in this one house, and you could kind of build all the clues. But this, uh, I just felt like with Glass Onion that every scene was exposition. Every scene was a character explaining whether it's Edward Norton or uh, or Daniel Craig uh, or Janelle Monet. And I don't know, I just got really annoyed with it. But that was just me. Yeah, and uh, Ryan Johnson, it, 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 like I said in my review of Glass Onion, it was good, but it could have been so much better. I feel like there was like three or four different ideas and none of them were executed all that well. So it was just like, it was just kind of there for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this version of Christmas Carol also uses the songs from the 1970 version. So if you like that version with Albert Feeney, which is kind of nutty as well. Uh, in that version, he Scrooge famously goes to hell. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so if you like that, I, I don't see why you wouldn't like this. Yeah. Having recently seen the George C. Scott version for Chris Mania, I'm in a bit of a Christmas Carol mood, if you will. Oh, there you go. Well, and you have this and then also spirited, which is so much fun. And I reviewed for family movie night this week. Uh, that's on Apple. Uh, and then also this year on Hallmark Channel, we got a movie called Ghosts of Christmas Always, which was actually really good. Very good about the uh, about the behind the scenes of the Scrooging operations and a particular ghost of Christmas past. Uh, and uh, it was really clever, fun. I recommend it. All right. What's your next pick? So my next choice is a movie from 2006, and it is called RV. And this starred the late, great Robin Williams, as well as Cheryl Hines, Kristen Jenoweth, and Josh Hutcherson. And it tells the story of a uh, of a man who is who promises to take his family to Hawaii for their big family vacation, but it comes up at his job that, that a big merger is about to happen and they really need him, but he's promised a trip for his family. So under the guise of an RV trip, he goes to goes to up the merger under the guise of this big RV trip, and the family absolutely hates it. Uh, this was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. We all know who he is, uh, Men in Black, among other things. And this movie ha does not have good reviews at all, but maybe I was just in the right place at the right time, and I just... I just like it and I just I just really do. I mean, it's Robin Williams, so of course he's going to be really funny in it and he is. He's he's not like his over the top self, but as a father, you kind of you kind of buy that and he does have some very nice moments. Uh Cheryl Hines is really funny as as his wife. They have a very I guess standoffish demeanor. They she straight up says, 
I have told you this a bunch of times. We are not friendly. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> and 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 on, along this RV trip, they run into this family called the Gornickies, who are who basically live on the road, and they're and they're basically like selling fancy car horns or truck horns. Like it, it like it's one of those. And the husband is played by Jeff Daniels, and the wife is played by Kristen Chenoweth, and they're a lot of fun. So for what this movie is, I think it's really funny in on occasions, and it's a nice movie for the family. And it's sub ninety minute, or actually sub an hour forty five. It's an hour thirty nine, so it's a pretty quick set. Hmm. I've never seen this one. I have to say, I think uh, the reviews maybe scared me off a little bit, but that's good to hear that you liked it. Yeah, it's there's definitely some low hanging fruit jokes, like especially one where Ron Williams has to clean out the toilet in the RV and it does not go well for him. Mm. So if if any of you are like super low in not into that low brow stuff, then maybe you should skip it. But like I said, I guess I was just in the right place in the right time. And I just I just had a good feeling about it. That's good. Yeah. I mean, in the end, with the comedy, all that really matters is, did you laugh or did you not laugh? And I did. And if you laughed, then then that's what matters. It can have the stupidest story in the world, but if I'm laughing, I don't care. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, my next pick is a movie from this summer, and it did do pretty well, and it's based on a beloved novel. But nevertheless, I feel like people don't know what's on Netflix that much. Um, so I'm talking about where the crawdads sing. This is director Olivia Newman. It's based on the uh, popular novel, uh, which I have also read. And uh, it's about this woman, Kaya, who gets kind of left in uh, the swamps. I think it's in Florida or North Carolina or someplace like that, South Carolina. Anyway, uh, the swamps. And, and uh, she becomes kind of like the... Uh, the swamp girl and there's like this lore around her and daisy edgar jones is really good as kaya she's basically exactly what i imagined from reading the book and then the i think the they the the romance there's sort of a love triangle is fine you know it's it's the neither of the guys are very charismatic or or great but you know it's serviceable and she ends up going to trial for there's a like courtroom element and this movie does really good at like building an atmosphere. You definitely get a sense of this real place and her performance is so good that it can sort of over, it can compensate for some of the cheesier, less well done elements of the, of the movie. Uh, so I enjoyed it. Uh, I know it had a mixed response from people, but I liked it. Yeah. Uh, working at a library, this book has been insanely popular the the uh the reserve list is still like really long for this book and and especially the movie so much so that i believe coming up very soon we're going to be doing a movie screening at the library of where the crawdads sing and i imagine it's mm. going to be very popular yeah yeah it did well at, at the box office so and despite you know the challenges around it uh so yeah it uh I think if people missed it, especially if you liked the book, I definitely think that you will enjoy the movie. So what do you have next? 
So my next choice is a movie from 2009, and it stars Jim Carrey, and it is called Yes Man. And it tells the story of a man played by Jim Carrey who says no to literally everything. It's like his default thing. He doesn't want to go beyond a certain level. His wife has divorced him. He lives alone. You know, it's pretty much like every every answer is like no to him. But then he is dragged along to this like motivational speakers thing by his former college roommate played by, uh, I believe it's Donny Osmond. And uh, and the speakers played by Terrence Stamp, and he challenges him to say yes to everything. And once he starts doing that, he begins things begin to improve for him, and he eventually meets a girl played by Zoe Deschanel, and the two become romantically uh, linked together. Uh, this movie is very silly in terms of saying yes to literally everything, and the movie's lesson is that it's it's best to have the wisdom to know the difference between the yes and the no. But, but it's, it's, but I think this movie is fun. It's, it's Jim Carrey a little past his prime, but he still has a lot of that Jim Carrey energy that we know. There's a lot of fun stuff here. Like when the, when Carrie and Deschanel decide to take a vacation, but they, they choose the first available flight, which is to Lincoln, Nebraska. And they, and they turn that into their vacation and they go to a Nebraska football game and they do a bunch of fun stuff over there. And it's, and it's really fun. Their dynamic, they, they did a really good job. And one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when he stands up for this girl, not Zoe Deschanel in this bar. And he's really, he's really drunk. And, the, and he gets into a fist fight with the jealous boyfriend. And, and he says, if I win the fight, I get to take her to a ball because that's what every girl wants. Every girl wants to go to a ball. And the girl is like, that is so nice. <laughs> Smash cut to the boyfriend punching him in the face. It, it's funnier than how I described it, but it is funny. And Bradley Cooper is also in here as Jim Carrey's friend. And so, yeah, not the best reviewed movie ever, but I laughed at it and I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of like liar liar but like light yeah 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 kind of like but uh but it's interesting because there was a lifetime movie last year that we just watched for our patron watch along which you all should check out it's really fun um called saying yes to christmas is the name and it's kind of similar but it's this girl and she can't say she gets cursed. She can't say no to any Christmas invitation that gets sent her way. So people are, people are like, will you come to the tree lighting? Yes. I gotta go. Or will you come help us with the, you know, with the, the pageant? Yes. And whatever it is. And it was, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and I enjoyed rewatching it yesterday, but it's kind of a similar idea. So if people want a Christmas version, you should check that out. It's, it's good. Yeah, and the movie was actually directed by Peyton Reed, who would go on to direct both the first two Ant-Man movies. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my next pick is another one from this year. And it's actually all of, I didn't realize I, all of my picks are 2022 films. But this one is called Emily the Criminal. And I saw this at Sundance. And it seems like amongst film twitter at least people are like loving this film and i'm not there i didn't like love it but i thought it was solid uh decent film uh it's about this 
girl who uh, loses her job and she can't, she's having trouble finding a new job in the workforce. She either doesn't have the experience or has too much experience, one or the other. Uh, and so she ends up getting involved in this sort of, it starts out as the small credit card scam kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and she becomes more and more involved and, and, uh, there's some f- like decent action and some thriller elements. It's not, it's like nothing you haven't seen before, but done pretty well. And Audrey Plaza is good. And, uh, and she has this kind of handler that she starts a relationship with, uh, who's pretty dreamy and it has like something to say about, uh, millennials and the disappointment in the job experience that they've had you know that they kind of they were sort of built up that they were going to have this uh you know your dreams are going to come true and all this stuff and then they get into the work world and it's a lot different than they were promised so i think there's some of that there and uh, overall it's like a solid slick entertaining little thriller I remember seeing the trailer for this and being really impressed. And uh, unfortunately, it came nowhere near my area, but now it is on Netflix. And now I've, I can officially see it because I have yeah. wanted to for a minute now. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a good film and she gives a good performance. It's a different than you typically see Andre Plaza. She's more serious here. Yeah. So what's your next pick? So my next choice is a movie from 2013, and it is called Rush. This was directed by Ron Howard. We all know who he is. And this is based on the true story of the friendship slash rivalry between Formula One drivers Nikki Lauda and James Hunt. And in full disclosure, I'm I'm not big into Formula One. I know what it is. I actually have found some very entertaining Formula One reels on Instagram. I, I know that sounds weird, but I stumbled onto them and I really like them. But but you really don't have to be into Formula One to like this movie because it really uses Formula One to focus on the relationship between Lauda and Hunt. Uh, Hunt is played by Chris Hemsworth, and this came out the same year as Thor The Dark World, so we're getting like near peak him MCU Thor right here. And Lauda is played by, oh shoot, uh, I want to say it's Daniel Brühl. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is Daniel Brühl, who would end up becoming Zemo in the MCU. So we've got a hero and a villain in the MCU going up against each other. And about and it is about the rivalry between the two and how competitive they were. And just they were on separate teams and they would eventually respect each other, especially after a horrible accident that disfigures Lauda. And he would race afterwards, but he was a looked like a completely different person before and afterwards. But really, it, it the movie kind of is kind of like Rocky. It is there is boxing in Rocky, but it's used as a relation as a vehicle to tell a much deeper story. Uh, Rush uses F one to tell the story of these F one drivers and how they brought out the best and the worst in each other. And and this comes highly recommended, especially for the for the cinematography. The movie looks absolutely brilliant. Cool. Yeah. I've heard good things about this, but I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't, I don't know. I haven't gotten around to it. I don't know why, but, uh, but yeah, I've heard it's good. The Ron Howard, he certainly has a lot of variety. That's for sure. Not only that, but he likes to do a lot, just bouncing from various genres. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's done 
it seems like he's done a little bit of everything. Yeah, he uh, Apollo thirteen, uh, a mm-hmm. beautiful mind. So yeah, he's he's definitely gone from one to the other to the other, and he's been a success for most of it. So yeah, that I mean, should be commended. He did thirteen lives this year. Then he has something like Splash, uh, and I mean just everything. So that's cool. All right. Well, my next pick is brand new, just barely got released, uh, and it's it's got a lot of hype, but I just felt like talking about it um we talked about it this week uh with my friend sean means it's gimel de toro's pinocchio and uh, i think this probably will win best animated film for uh for the year it's it seems to be going that way and i think it's deserved this is an absolutely beautiful film the animation is gorgeous and uh, it, to me, at least, I felt like it was very different than the Disney classic uh, in really uh, fun ways. I mean, the stop motion animation is so beautiful, um, but it takes on some themes that the original doesn't take on as far as uh, grief and loss and war and religion uh, are all there in this, uh, but all done very well. Uh, and I mean, if I was, if there's, there is sort of a middle section where he, where Pinocchio goes to war that I think goes on a little long, but other than that, uh, I really enjoyed the film. I thought the music was incredible. I, uh, I, I, I thought it had really tender moments. It had some funny moments. It might be a little bit too much for small kids. Uh, so I would say older, like maybe seven or eight. A little bit older kids i think for this one because uh, just the war and some of the other stuff for little 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 kids might be too much but uh but i i really enjoyed it yeah guillermo del toro was the master of dark enough so that it yeah. is considered dark but not so dark to turn away families yeah i mean he certainly has his r-rated films like pan's labyrinth and things like that but uh but in the shape of water i think i can't I think that's where they are but anyway um but he uh but yeah he also can do these family films where there's a sweet message uh along with the darkness and that's always been a part of pinocchio it's always been the darkness but to go along with it so he uh especially with how bad that zemeckis one was this year this was a uh, really refreshing yeah and i know uh, i know you as an animation fan you've been starving for something like this Yes, <laughs> especially after how bad that Zemeckis one was, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 movie is uh, the the Del Toro one's better by default. Like it doesn't even have to try. Yeah, that's it, true. <laughs> the, credit, the opening yeah. credits just have to roll, and they'd be like, <laughs> it's already better. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I hope you get to see it soon. It was really oh, I, good. I, yeah, I've got a lot. I got a lot of catching up to do. I I feel feel like i'm keeping my head above water and i and i know i shouldn't complain i'm not like i'm not someone like you who has to watch everything hallmark pumps out but (laughs) there's there's a part of me that's like i can't make my 10 best of the year list until i see this 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 and this and before i jumped onto here just looking at what's coming to my local theater christmas weekend puss in boots uh uh, uh, puss in boots just that and then Mm -hmm. a couple of others and i i thought that i had Oh yeah, Puss in Boots, Babylon, and I want to dance with someone. So, yeah. so so little time, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Babylon. Over three hours. Get ready. Oh well, it's Chazelle, so I um I'm I'm ready for it. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Well, what's your next pick? Your last so, pick. So my final choice is a movie from 2014. I realize I'm in a doing it in a bit of a soft chronological order. I mean, yeah, a soft chronological order started in '98. Now I'm in 2014. So my last choice is a movie called St. Vincent. This movie stars Bill Murray, Melissa McCarthy, and Naomi Watts. It tells the story of a family who moves in next door to the typical grumpy neighbor named Vincent, played by Bill Murray. And the family, or the, the, the wife and the husband are getting a divorce, leaving their son to start to find for help elsewhere and he ends up stumbling upon vincent and the two form a bit of a very nice relationship but vincent has his own things going on he accidentally i guess i don't know if accidentally is the right word but he ends up getting this woman who works at a strip club i don't want to say anything that's on pc or anything he gets her pregnant and so it and is going to keep the baby and help with that but he, it's he's not the kind of person you typically would want to meet, but he's one of those hearts of gold types, if that makes any sense. Uh, Bill Murray is really like this is like these are like the roles he pretty much plays nowadays, but he's really good in this. He, it, he through the rough exterior, he really is a nice person and the movie does a good job of showing that. No, I'm not a humongous fan of Melissa McCarthy. She has to be in the right thing and she is in the right thing here, I think. She is really good in this. Naomi Watts is good. Who they got to play a little boy. His name is his name is Oliver in the movie, but he's played by Jaden Martell. And he's good in here as well. And really, the movie is like, it's a weird premise. But once you get it started, it is actually quite nice. And it has a very nice message. And is actually quite funny at times. There's actually, one of my favorite jokes in the movie is after Vincent has a heart attack, he's in the hospital. And they're trying to you know, make him feel better and get him back to his senses. So they have him do like word association and Melissa McCarthy has pulled up a cactus and, 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 and Bill Murray's like, that's a cactus. And, and Melissa McCarthy's like, no, 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 this is meant to say prick. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it's funnier in the context of that, but it's, my point is this movie is actually pretty funny. Cool. I have never heard of this. So it's new to me uh so good okay which is exactly the point of hidden gems right <laughs> there you go there you go yeah all right my last pick is another from 2022 this is a rom-com called wedding season that is really fun it's these two indian american uh people couple uh that uh that uh, there's all of these weddings and in the weddings are uh, like elaborate there's the, the, the huge sometimes multiple day affairs and things and and uh, they get tired of people asking them if they're uh why aren't they dating or, or why are they alone and you know kind of a thing so they decide to pr pretend to be in a relationship we've seen this kind of plot many times but they pretend to be in a relationship for the wedding season and uh and of course they end up kind of falling for each other as they pretend to be in love and uh they, these two have great chemistry you get a lot of really fun weddings 
very elaborate with great co not costumes, great outfits and and uh, dresses and saris and things like that. And uh, it's it's just a a cute little rom com. Yeah, I I remember kind of sort of unrelated, but I remember I, on Facebook the other night I saw this video of this woman who snuck onto a plane that her future husband was going to be on, and she proposed to him by stowing herself in the on like in the little cabin in there where you put the luggage in, uh -huh. and, and she got like others to be on it and like, hey, I'm trying to propose to him, and she's like dropping flower rose petals onto onto the husband he's like what is falling off i hear and they're like turn around and she's like will you marry me he's, oh my gosh that's funny i didn't think they would allow that security and everything I would so think i'm like watching this and i'm i'm like watching this i'm thinking to myself this woman must really love this man to do this level of commitment for their proposal yeah that's really funny <laughs> well nothing nothing that crazy in wedding season <laughs> but a lot of fun weddings and uh good chemistry uh and uh you get to see a lot of a lot of weddings so <laughs> yeah so there we go we did it all right <laughs> let us know what you have been watching on netflix there's been a lot lately so yeah let us know in the comment section or on twitter we'd love to hear your thoughts and ryan where can people find you uh, people can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd at RyanCam20. Then there's, of course, my YouTube channel, which is just called RyanCam. Uh, Chris Mania is going strong. Just uh, uh, We're recording this on a Sunday. That means my review for Black Christmas, the original Black Christmas, just dropped. And uh, that was certainly a, a very interesting experience, uh, seeing the very first slasher movie. It beat Halloween by a year. And then uh, the other night, that Saturday night, I did my very first uh, watch along with Jacob Martin, my Life in the Movies podcast partner. We watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation together, and it was so much fun. And I think I want to try and make those more of a regular thing on the channel. So I, I'm thinking maybe do a once a month kind of thing. I think that might be fun. Yeah. So, uh, that The replay is currently on the channel now, if you would like to check that out. And then after Black Christmas on Christmania, I'll be covering an Ed, Nat an Ed Asner double feature of The Gathering, which was a TV movie released in 1977, and The Christmas Star, which was released from Disney in 1986, 1986. And then Ooh. my review for Die Hard, which I will be joined by Loretto from Cinemaspot.com. So a lot coming to the channel and i do plan on seeing avatar and having a review up for that as soon as i can so if you have not checked me out please do yes and you can find me at rachel's reviews all of your social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes and you can find me at hallmarkies podcast where we have tons of coverage and i'm really excited this week we have the senior vice president at hallmark media uh, over content development on the podcast since so that was a lot of work uh, to get and it was really fun to get that site like insider uh perspective uh so definitely check out hallmarkies podcast you'll really enjoy it and uh and if you could if you were listening to this on itunes if you could leave your ratings and reviews that really helps us a lot and if you're watching on youtube please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much we also have the patron group which we're still working to get the facebook back 
Uh, but we got some progress on that level, but still working at it. And, uh, but uh, you can find us all the rest of the places in the patron groups. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we also have the merch store, which has tons of uh, festive designs. So we'll take a look at that. And that really helps us. And you can hashtag animation junkie shirts. And uh, thanks again. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.